0: on the Local Government News Roundup Summer Edition today. A councillor to face court on drug charges. Senior executives on the way out of the City of Melbourne while former Geelong senior executives find new high-level positions. Fringe groups gear up to stand candidates at local government elections this year. A Sydney council bans its councillors from talking to staff and concerns about a lack of interest from candidates for the upcoming elections in Townsville. Those stories and more ahead on the Roundup. Hello, thanks for joining me. I'm Chris Eddy. This is another summer edition from the Local Government News Roundup, a quick whip around of stories of interest from across Australia and beyond. The podcast is brought to you by the Victorian Local Governance Association, the national broadcaster on all things local government. A Mooney Valley councillor will face court in March on drug possession charges, according to an exclusive report last week from The Herald Sun. Councillor Jacob Betio was charged after a search of his property in August as part of an IBAC investigation into the council's relationship with the Essendon Royals Soccer Club. The report stated that Councillor Betio was one of three councillors whose homes were searched. It's alleged that the search of Councillor Betio's property uncovered evidence of drug activity. Also, from the Herald Sun, a report that two more senior executives have left the City of Melbourne recently. The former head of property design and infrastructure, Roger Teal, has departed after controversial revelations last year that he was running a private consultancy while employed at the council. Invest Melbourne's CEO, Peter Armstrong, is also reported to have left, with no details provided on the circumstances of his departure or a replacement. The Herald Sun report says at least nine senior managers have. Have left or will soon leave their roles since CEO Alison Layton commenced a restructuring of the organization. The number of vacant homes across Melbourne is likely to be drastically undercounted, according to analysis published by The Age. It reports that the city of Melbourne had the most vacant homes to be taxed last year, followed by Port Phillip, Stonington, and Borondara. As empty homes across the state begin to be counted for tax purposes from this week, analysis from the Parliamentary Budgetary Office suggests that just 20% of liable properties in Melbourne have been captured to date. In some other stories attracting attention from the press these past few days, a complaint has been lodged with IBAC about the parking of the Melbourne Lord Mayor's limousine on the footpath outside the Town Hall. That's according to a report from the Herald Sun. The complaint alleges the practice is a breach of road rules and grants a commercial favour to car hire companies. With local government elections ahead this year in Queensland, New South Wales and Victoria, The Age has published a look at the potential influence of fringe groups that are planning to run candidates. There are concerns that candidates with anti-government sentiments or conspiracy views will pose a unique challenge for the upcoming elections. At least some candidates are expected to come from groups that have been linked to disruptive and at times violent protests at meetings of as many as 30 councils in the last year or so there are calls for federal government intervention to address the security challenges posed by the groups. Local Government Victoria is inviting expressions of interest from individuals who would like to be considered for an appointment as a municipal monitor, administrator or commissioner at Victorian councils. A candidate pool of eligible and suitable individuals is being formed for a range of governance appointments to be filled as required and for a period of up to four years. Criteria for consideration include local government experience, governance and leadership skills, and in some cases legal local government finance and other management skills and experience. Applications are invited by the 29th of February. An improvement in the culture at the city of Greater Geelong is considered a highlight for Ali Wasty after her first 100 days as the council's CEO. Ms Wasty has given an interview to the Geelong Times about her progress in achieving her key goals, including the appointment of a new executive leadership team which was announced in early December. Meanwhile, two former Geelong executives who were not part of the new team announced last month have landed on their feet in new positions. Shoalhaven City Council has appointed Robin Stevens as its new Chief Executive Officer to commence next month. Ms. Stevens was until recently Greater Geelong's Executive Director of Community Service Delivery and has 20 years of experience working in local government. The current Shoalhaven CEO, Stephen Dunshay, is retiring, effective on Friday the 9th of February. Another recently departed Greater Geelong executive has landed a CEO position elsewhere. Gareth Smith, who was the Council's Director of City Planning and Economy until last month, has been appointed to the top job at the Barwon Coast Committee of Management. He takes over next month after the retirement of Gary McPike after eight years in the role. The Sydney Morning Herald has reported that Lane Cove Council has prohibited its councillors from speaking directly to staff due to issues related to land deals and planning decisions. The General Manager of Lane Cove, Craig Wrightson, informed councillors of the ban via email stating that all contact with any senior staff member was temporarily suspended. A clinical psychologist has also been hired to provide training to both staff and councillors to address workplace psychosocial hazards. The move follows concerns about the conduct of some councillors, but Mayor Scott Benison says it would not prevent councillors from performing their duties and that they can still communicate through the General Manager. With the nomination period for Queensland Council elections barely three weeks away, there are concerns in Townsville about the small number of declared candidates so far. The Chronicle reports today that there's technically no mayoral candidate yet and just 10 confirmed councillor candidates so far. Several former candidates have indicated they won't be standing for various reasons. Current Mayor Jeff MacDonald is yet to indicate that he'll seek another term and there are as yet no other declared contenders. Cairns Regional Council has noted with sadness the passing of a former councillor, Jeff Pazuti, who served in local government for more than 25 years. Mr Pazuti was first elected to Mulgrave Shire Council and was later a deputy mayor at Cairns City. Current Mayor Terry James said Mr Pazuti was a fine example of a dedicated community representative with an unwavering passion for the people of Cairns. The now former CEO of Western Australian Outback Council Halls Creek, Philip Castle, has spoken of his frustration with a lack of transparency about allegations made against him in a confidential council session last month. The ABC reported that the comments were made in a letter to the Shire President and that five weeks after he was made aware of the complaint, he still does not know the substance of the issues. Mr Castle was stood down pending an investigation, but he chose to resign. The Council has put an acting CEO in place and investigations are reported to be ongoing. And the City of Stirling's new CEO has commenced work. Stephen Roddick took over in the top position of WA's largest local government last week, stepping up from the position of Director of Planning and Development. He takes the reins from Stuart Jardine, who announced his plans to step down in March last year after 16 years in the position. Now looking overseas and Joanna Killian has been appointed as the new Chief Executive of the UK's Local Government Association and she'll assume the role in March. Ms Killian is currently the Chief Executive of Surrey County Council, a position she's held since 2018. She has over 30 years of experience in the public sector and says in her new role she'll continue advocating for local government and working closely with local authorities of all types and political colours. Nottingham City Council is appealing against a new financial intervention by the UK Government, according to a report from BBC News. The Council declared effective bankruptcy and issued a Section 114 notice in November due to an inability to close a budget gap of £23 million. The Government, in response, proposed to appoint commissioners to oversee the Council's financial management. The Council is already overseen by an Improvement and Assurance Board, but the levelling up Secretary Michael Gove has indicated he's minded to intervene further. In Spain, Barcelona City Council is considering stricter regulations on cannabis social clubs potentially leading to their closure. The clubs have been popular among locals and tourists, seeking a legal way to consume cannabis as adult-use cannabis remains illegal in Spain. The City Council and the police have begun an inspection campaign targeting about 20 cannabis social clubs, marking a departure from a previous tolerance policy. Forbes reports that the new stance suggests a more serious push to restrict access to the clubs or potentially shut them down. And two local government representative groups in Canada have announced a merger. Cross-Border Interviews has reported that the Union of Municipalities of New Brunswick and the Cities of New Brunswick Association will be joined early this year. The UMNB represents 54 local governments in the province, while the CNBA represents 8, and the new body will cover around 70% of the province's local governments. And that's a brief look at some of the local government stories making news these past few days as the Roundup continues in summer hiatus mode. We'll be back with more news very soon. The podcast is brought to you by the Victorian Local Governance Association. You can find the links to the stories referenced in the episode and a full transcript as always at lgnewsroundup.com. The Roundup is recorded in the city of Greater Geelong, Victoria on the land of the Wado people of the Kulin Nation. Until our next episode, thanks for listening as always and bye for now.